Good evening, everybody. I am on live with Isvari Moranwe. Uh, Isvari, let me just double check. Did I did I say your name correctly? I go by anything. It's Ishwari, but I go by anything Jeez. really. Oh. <laughs> you know, no, I, 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 I actually do though, so you're totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I feel like I practiced this just because I butcher so many people's names and I don't want to get beat up for it. Uh, we were just talking about going with the flow, so awesome. No, but see, that's the thing, but you have to know I mean that. It's not just me going with the flow. I mean that I go by it. <laughs> awesome. So uh, let me go ahead and play my quick cheesy intro, and then we will jump right in and get started. Awesome. All right, that was my quick cheesy intro. I loved it, it. All by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the countdown was awesome. And no, you had like two slides on you, three slides. I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, look, I was, I was really, I was up late last night. I was like, "Geez, this girl has done so much. What am I gonna do? Like, she has so much stuff." So, oh, I, so you, you had a lot. So, uh, let's start off with this. I want to go through some of the accolades for you obviously you just saw some of them you're you you were in physics is that right yeah i oh. was i was in physics okay uh also a lawyer um let's do this let's have you break down who you are what you've done so far yeah okay cool um so i am a huge mess that is who i am and it's also too hot in here <laughs> So I apologize because I'm going to be sweating the whole time. Nice. Um, so, um, yeah, I, 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 when I was a kid, I was very, very good at math and, and, and science and I, I loved learning. So I, you know, ended up accelerated. And mm -hmm. as a result, I just automatically went into the things I was best at, um, yeah. had really a lot of privilege from my parents, the way I look at it. Um, I was homeschooled, you know, for a time because I was so much younger than other people in my grade. Mm -hmm. And so it allowed me to really pursue what I was interested in. And uh, that happened to be physics. So I was a huge nerd. So I was in physics for a while. I worked in uh, both particle physics and supernova cosmology. And right. one of the cool things, I, I was actually at CERN the year that they discovered the Higgs boson. And so that was really cool. Oh. And I got to work on some really great things in supersymmetry. And then I later worked with um, uh, Nobel laureate Saul Perlmutter on um, supernova cosmology. And that was great. And then I realized that I couldn't change the world being in physics, that the truths of the universe are going to be truths of the universe no matter what. And that's when I made more of the switch into law and policy, went to law school, wow. became an attorney. Uh, real, it took me like three or, four, three or four years to realize that I couldn't make the change that I wanted as an attorney either. And then I got into nonprofits. Wow. Well, uh, I'm not going to lie to you. That is about three lifetimes worth of stuff. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, I want to, I want to, I want to 
dive right into what you're currently doing. So you talked about nonprofits. Can you kind of talk a little bit about what nonprofits you're doing and what the purpose is for them? Yeah. So Dweeps Global was the first nonprofit that I was sort of involved with and like an executive level co-founded it and, and president of it. And it was very accidental, like 100% accidental. It was my parents' attic. was the first few weeks of the pandemic. We were like, how do we help people? Um, this was with Nathan, also my husband, Jenny, who's also my sister. Very, very casually started. Um, how do we help people? And so I actually put post up on LinkedIn where I was like, I am happy to personally offer my help if you want a shoulder to cry on or if I can help edit your resume, help you succeed in some way in, in nice. law school. And then that sort of went viral um, in that everybody was messaging my inbox. So many people wanted help, mm -hmm. um, messaging, you know, the co-founders as well. And so what we realized was there were also a lot of people who wanted to help. They reached out and were like, I'm in tech. I can help you if you're in tech. Ishri can help you if you're in the law. And so that's how the idea for Dweebs Global took hold. And it provides now free mentorship wow. to people all around the world, um, connecting mentors and mentees. And a lot of us take this for granted in the States if we went to a privileged college where we can go to the alumni, uh, you know, alumni center or career center and get this help. But to a lot of people, like our ability to rewrite their resumes has literally been life-changing. Such a simple thing, right? Wow. People wow. like their resume services out there and they're 20 bucks, 50 bucks. 20 yes. bucks or 50 bucks is a lot of money to someone in India, to someone in Nigeria, to someone in Sierra Leone. That's a lot of money. So to pro provide that for free and to help people, um, just doing that, if nothing else, has been really rewarding. Wow. Um, and then, you know, we also do a lot of men long-term mental health support, which I also think is key because uh, a lot of the hotlines that exist are very specific and you can only um, help in like uh help in, in in sort of very short term so dweebs global can really help people more in the long term and then the dg sentinel is uh sort of a subsidiary sister uh organization to dweebs global and mm -hmm. i absolutely love working there um so last year or about a little over a year ago now um megan megan miller i shout her out um, a lot on my socials as well and i sort of started thinking about like how do we grow this how do we bring people on board and the idea was we want to uplift marginalized voices worldwide mm -hmm. and part of what that came from was working with so many mentors at dweeps global in so many countries who were going through things that are incredibly interesting horrifying exciting funny that just aren't covered because they don't happen in america so um, that's really rewarding. We are launching in our sort of beta launches in February, and it is a community media platform where we're not only publishing personal stories from people around the world, but we are also providing a platform for people to interact with those stories and get to know each other. And our goal in the long term is really to reshape society into caring more about the good people do in the world instead of things like fame, money, power, clicks, likes, sort of the Ooh. other things that other news media or other social media is you know, really passionate about right now. Wow. So yeah, that's, that's my short, yeah. not very good summary. Marketing can yell at no. me later. You should have practiced that, but no, no, this is beautiful. Uh, and obviously we, we, we threw up the, um, uh, your, your links here. So, uh, anyone who's, uh, checking out the stream, you all feel free to, uh, message, uh, Ishra. I'm going to get this wrong again. Uh, Ishri, it's cool. Anything. Ishri. Uh, 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 message her, uh, check out the websites. She's doing really good work. And that's kind of how we stumbled upon, well, how I stumbled upon you. Uh, you were ranting about, it was very likely LinkedIn, but, it, it, but there was maybe something that you're ranting about. 
let, let me ask you, you, you obviously have had the possibility of a couple of different careers that's going to be money and, and it's going to be prestige. I mean, if you were at CERN, when they discovered the, um, uh, the, the missing particle, it, yeah, you, you have a, you have a, a direct path. It looks like into a lot of the stuff that people are really looking for. So what, what, what about you says, no, those things are nice, but I want to change the world. I mean, are, are you just an egomaniac or are you just an altruist? What, what, what makes that happen? Yeah, no, no. Hi, hyper egomaniac. I have like a whole, like, a, that's, that's what I do. I have a God complex. What I really there want to go. be a goddess. Okay. When there I was go. young, I wanted to be a goddess and I can't be a goddess. So this is the closest I can get. Um, <laughs> But like, uh, but like, actually, like, basically, when I was young, I was like, oh, you know what, if I were in charge of the world, I could solve the Middle East, I would be a better president than George Bush. To be fair, a lot of people would be better presidents than George Bush. But um, I was like, I can do that. So I want to do that. Um, and I think, you know, I, I think it's actually a lot of people in my generation, I would say the sure. vast majority of people in my generation, in, in my opinion, um, because, you know, I think it's not even that the world is burning more today than it was before. I think it genuinely is that we're more aware of it and we mm -hmm. see a lot of suffering and a lot of people just um, the path to money and fame isn't easy for most people. It requires mm -hmm. a lot of privilege. And for a lot of us who don't have it and who realize that the world is unfair, decide that, hey, if we take a small hit to this, but we're able to help more people, yeah. that's worth it. And so for me, I actually felt really, really guilty about being in physics and later about being in the law when I was earning a lot of money. Yeah. Um, because I was like, I'm not doing anything to help people. And a lot of other people are suffering. And it's not making me happier, right? Like if you okay. own a yacht, that's not going to make you as happy as if instead you donate that money and help like 30,000 people eat food for the day. Right. So, um, so for me, I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm very, I want to be very redistribution y about at least my time sure. and resources. I don't think everyone has to be to the same extent, but I do wish yeah. that we rewarded people and we tied people's egos up into the good that they did in the world instead of how famous or rich they are. I want yeah. people to be like, Hey, I donated X percent of my salary. What did you do? I'm volunteering for this and I impacted this many lives. What did you do? Instead of like, I right. have one Louis Vuitton handbag. Do you have one? <laughs> so, I, just, I don't mind that people care about themselves and care about their identity. That's awesome. I just want to use that and, and make people care about different things. Now, I, I think this is such an interesting piece. Oh, actually, yeah, Karen, you were, you were so right. Like, like she, she really just brought in like so much good stuff with that. Um, there, there seems to be a bit of a trend though where people are saying hey we're more socially conscious we we recognize that there are things going on in the world we want to help and their way of helping ends up being well yeah i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to buy some some paper bags instead of plastic bags and don't get me wrong those things help but you've decided to forego some stuff to actually get to helping more people that's so let, let me just go back. I know you and I talked about this a little bit before the uh, the whole point of this show in my mind is about there are people who are living excellent lives, not completely because we're not perfect. We're not getting it all right. But there are people who are going above and beyond with certain things. And to me, this is you going above and beyond. Why, why don't you stop at I'm going to I'm going to be a vegan and I'm going to eat all natural and, and naturally locally sourced, blah, 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 and stop there. 
what 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 pushes you what impels you from inside that says yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna take this next step too yeah yeah it's a really good question um i have a very active guilt complex so that's fun <laughs> um but um and i don't feel like i'm impacting the world or like i i feel like i'm i'm I, I used to do this thing for a long time where I would keep my mental health at just good enough that I could keep working. Nice. Um, yep. And then I realized yep. I did have to take care of myself at least a little bit. But the truth is I feel very guilty because everything that I choose to do, even if it's buying a cup of boba tea, you know, like, let's be real, that money could go to something that's better. And, you know, it's hard. Like at some point you got to stop and just be like, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to make myself happy and then I'm going to help other people. But I think that threshold is a lot lower than people realize. I'm not saying that people should sacrifice their happiness. Sure. I'm saying that they should sacrifice money, fame, riches, all these things that are not, they don't have to do with happiness yeah. once you have a certain amount, right? Like it is yep. a privileged position that you start from. But for me, I do start from that privileged position, right? Like I am able to have a full fridge. I have a very small apartment, but I have a place to live. And yep. so for me, that's, the, you know, I have that. And so I'm not sacrificing the basics. I'm sacrificing the ability to like have a really expensive car, really expensive jewelry or that stuff. And that doesn't bring me as much happiness as my time, effort, and money are going to yeah. bring other people. Um, because that same money can is literally life-changing to someone else. So that same time is life-changing to someone else. So that's really how I look at it. I don't think that everybody should or has to give the same amount. Mm -hmm. But I do think people should try as much as they can. So for me, I don't like expensive jewelry. So I should therefore use that to my advantage to spend that extra time, money, resources on things that matter in the world. If jewelry is your hobby, maybe you spend a lot of money on jewelry, but you're like, I am not going to spend a ton of money on, you know, my car. Yep. Yep. Yeah, your car, right? Like, so whatever is important to you, you got that. And then after that, you know, instead of status symbols, instead of chasing these things that are going to give you like a small blip in happiness for a moment, really giving the rest back to the world. That's, that's what I think is cool or more people should do. Wow. Now I'll be honest with you. That is such a unique and rare, and this is what drew me to you and your content because that is such a rare way of looking at things. Um, just but it shouldn't be. But it shouldn't well, be. Well, that's, well, that's, that's what I want to get to. <laughs> yep, yep. Now, now let me ask you this: when, when, boy, you you just made like five questions pop in my head. So <laughs> the, the the train of thought you got me on is um, when you mentioned initially that this wasn't really supporting your happiness, you know, making the money, having the stuff wasn't supporting your happiness. Um, when, when you come from that point of view, can you talk a little bit about where you're at when you decided to make these changes, you know, emotionally, where you're at in your career and that sort of thing? Uh, because I, I know I read something about you where it was like, yeah, your, your, you know, your own emotional health and mental health was yeah. like really a trigger for you to like make this step. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I should probably clarify. It wasn't like um, I was actually not mentally healthy at all way into deciding to switch my career and stuff. It didn't okay, really impact okay. my mental health because the truth is that I thought a break would impact my mental health and I had time to break and then the pandemic happened, right? I was just going to yeah. take some time off, learn to meditate, start exercising, you know, all that. But sure. it didn't end up happening. So I wouldn't say that, you know, changing my career was intentional as much as completely accidental. I was always pursuing things that I thought would impact the world, but I didn't know any better than trying to use my legal degree to do it. I never saw myself as a leader. I still don't, by the way. I'm not naturally good at leading. It's a whole other thing. I don't think you have to naturally be good at leading. I don't think leadership is like the end all be all, but um, didn't want to start anything. Didn't see myself as an entrepreneur. Um, 
And I think that, you know, it happened accidentally. And then I tried to rise to the challenge and I tried to do the best that I could mm. do because it was so important to me that I helped as many people as I could. So I tried to do the best that I could, but it's definitely not like my natural um, MO. And I didn't intentionally do it because I thought that it would make me happier, or give me more freedom or any of those okay. things that sometimes inspire people to start side hustles, let's say. Yep. Um, yeah. I actually had a great job before I left uh, the law. I worked at the National Commission on Service for a few years, um, got to meet really, really great people. Mm -hmm. We were working on ways to um, basically have more Americans uh, serve in either national service, military or public service, um, sure. instead of maybe going to college or just, you know, how to get more people involved. And it was interesting work and I liked it. And, you know, um, I didn't have to work on parts that I maybe morally disagreed with, but sure. yeah. Um, I just, you know, telling Congress legislation they should pass is kind of definitely like hitting your head against a brick wall. And yeah. I felt like I needed to be more actively involved in it. And but I didn't know it would make me as happy as it has. It's made me very happy. It has been a huge boost to my mental health. It has given me a lot of freedom to be able to like reevaluate what's important to me and to meditate and exercise, which I do now. Yay. Yeah, but it was it. so um, I didn't realize that it would also be very helpful to me as a human being. I was kind of more in the mindset, I'm miserable. I might as well help other people be less miserable because my life is not getting better. <laughs> I, I think that is such an awesome thing. Um, here, here's the other piece that I wanted to bring up because to me, this is this is very um, apparent. Like you're, you're, when you say, oh, it's because I have this excessive guilt or when you say, oh, well, I'm not a natural leader. It's like you read completely different from the way you talk about you. And I think that is such an awesome thing because there's a sense of humility uh, in there that I think makes you compelling to follow, you know? And I okay. think that's such an awesome thing. Um, no, 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 it's not kind. It's just true, just true. Like I, I, I don't know, I'm not gonna just flatter you here. I'm only gonna say true things. And I just think that is such an awesome thing. If you're if you're digging around in in your past and your there, the reason that people medicate isn't because they like being high; it's because they like escaping, right? So, so when you get to this this crossroads and you can go left and you can go right, what makes you say, um, "Yeah"? So I decided if I'm miserable, I may as well help other people. Why, why, why don't you medicate? Why don't you, um, you know, do any of these other things that, that people do to distract themselves from like looking inside? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Honestly, that's not, um, you know, I wasn't necessarily raised to put the world first. I wasn't, yeah, I was yeah. probably raised more to like, you know, have a stable income. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, I think um, that's definitely not what people around me were doing either. I, I feel like it also, it almost made me more like that because I was like, why aren't other people doing this? I guess I have to yeah. do more if other people yeah. aren't. Um, but I I think, you know, it, it's an interesting question. I, I don't even know. Apparently, I need more therapy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we all need um, more therapy. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know. Um, I, I will say uh, as just like a call out, if you want to be an attorney, you basically can't medicate. And this is a whole other problem because not just mm -hmm. getting high, but even where it's legal, but you can't, sure, um, yeah. even, you can't even like, you know, go like really go to a doctor and get treatment if you want to, because it all goes on your record. And it is this huge problem, especially as a government attorney, right? Like 
Yep. I've never yep. done weed, despite the fact I live in a state where it's legal. I lived in a place where it was legal because uh, the government still doesn't hire people who do weed. And this yeah. is a huge problem, by the way, um, because I have nothing against it. Go to what you want. And there are places it's legal. And then, you know, so, of course, the Biden administration is changing this a bit. And this is very sure. America centric. But in the vast majority of the world, you can't get. Um, help that you need, or even just have fun in your free time without it affecting your job prospects. And that's something yeah. that's very problematic. I so, definitely can see that. that out there. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I know that you are not a weed person because only people who have never used weed says, they say, I've never done weed. So yes, it, it is very Sorry, apparent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but however to say it. Um, um, let, let me ask you a uh, 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 I'm particularly interested in um, DG Sentinel because I, I, I know that you kind of touched on it a little bit, but you you obviously have um, some sort of sense of what else is going on in the world. And, and, and obviously some of it came from dweebs and, and the connections you were making. What would you say are the chief pieces that are missing from our social networks, or our news and things? What information are people not getting? Yeah. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to rip into yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, no. So, you know, uh, yeah, media is so broken. I feel like one of the interesting things about working at the Sentinel is I don't even need to tell people the problem statement because they get it. All I have to say is we're not traditional media or social media and people <laughs> insert the problem statement automatically because yeah. we all know it's so broken, right? Like yep. traditional news is so, um, just so focused on, uh, you know, uh, hating the other political party, the United States in general. So I just said that and everyone knows what parties I'm talking about, even though the sure. vast majority of people in the world do not live in the U.S. Um, yeah. Very West centric, uh, very white centric, even within the West. Um, you know, traditional media is about selling copies. So anything that's yeah. going to sell becomes breaking news. Um, our, our deputy CMO just came up with this great catchphrase, unbreaking the news, which I think is great. I like uh, that, so yeah. Know, by the way, shout out. But yeah, um, but, um, yeah I mean, it just like, because the idea is, as he was talking about, there's, everyone's like breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. And, you know, it's, it's not, right? And it's not, it doesn't necessarily affect everyone's lives around the world. So traditional media, it's, it's broken. Social media is also broken. Um, you know, I do call out LinkedIn a lot because yeah. it was my primary platform accidentally, never intended to be an influencer content creator either. But, um, you know, it, it's very broken. It's extremely racist. It, it is completely squashing people of color and, you know, sort of businesses of color, right? And I think one of the things is conversion rate, right? So every mm -hmm. social media platform that claims that they give different creators the same opportunity, uh, if it's not the algorithms automatically, it's, um, it's the fact that they squash conversion. So this is, yeah, Dan, great, great question. I've never earned right. a penny. <laughs> Whereas there are white creators with 10,000 or 20,000 followers who have earned thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars on LinkedIn. And, and it's not just LinkedIn. This is everywhere. Um, sure. Yep. You know, and I think that, you know, one of the things that some of the newer social media sites like Medium have successfully tried to do is to try and promote uh, interesting, unique perspectives, people of mm -hmm. color, um, unusual perspectives, trying to figure out how do we give them a share of the market to and not just you know, in, you know who I'm talking about, where it's like, mm -hmm. here are the seven techniques to market yourself in 2023. Um, right? Because personal branding is not all there is. Why is everyone trying to become famous? Why is everyone trying to just like, 
get as many followers or clicks or whatever they want, right? And a lot of us who are brown or black creators on LinkedIn, on TikTok, on YouTube, we're going to talk about the experiences that are true to us, which are going to include controversial things like racism or sexism. Yep. And people are like, we don't want to hear about that. That doesn't yeah. tell me how you make money. And so, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's the problem with modern social media in a nutshell is they're all businesses. They're all companies. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, one of the big ways we're able to disrupt the market is we're a nonprofit, right? So if you look at why some media companies are better than others, because they're nonprofits, um, there isn't really a nonprofit social media. But the thing is that, you know, we don't, I'm not trying to make money off of this, clearly. Um, I, I'm not... Um, you know, I, none of us are trying to make, make money. Nobody's going to have an exit. Nobody is going to sell this for millions of dollars, right? Like, here you go, Elon Musk. Here's your, there you go. <laughs> because we're not trying to exit. We're not trying to make money. And yeah. um, that's really, really important because if you're trying to make money, then of course there's perverse incentives. You just want to sell division. You want to sell clicks. You want to make people mm -hmm. angry because then they click on it. You want to let people sell their courses because then you get a cut of this money that you're earning. Mm -hmm. So um, that, yeah. that, you, you know what, that brings up another sort of thing that I know you've talked about. Um, when when you're looking at the like the general picture of this, who's to blame? So I like I know you talked about money, but but who do we look at then to say, you, you know what, not even who's to blame, who's accountable for making changes to this? I, I, is it just us? Yeah, um, it's, it's. I wonder who who's like the us when you when you say us. Like, do do you have like a set of people in mind or individuals? Oh, individuals. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I have an interesting theory. I think who's to blame are not the people who's going to fix it, and that's just sure. like I when I finally realized this, I got a little bit more freeing, even though it's not fair. Because I'm I'm a big justice person. Like I really care about justice. I hate that the world's unfair. I'm like a yeah. very visceral level. Um, <laughs> it's like, I really hate it. Um, but I actually just think that the people who are going to fix this are going to be younger. They're going to be people of color, uh, global majority folks. They're going to be a lot of black women. Like, I think a lot of LinkedIn that is getting changed is getting changed by black women, um, even though they have been disenfranchised left and right. And they're standing up for a lot of other people, not just themselves, because they know what sure. it's like to yeah. be marginalized. And I think that, you know, that continues to be the case over and over again. And it's sad, but the change is going to come from the people who honestly don't should not be the ones sacrificing their lives to do the changing. Yeah. Um, so I think the blame is definitely on systems of power. And the people who are currently in privilege who continue to take advantage of it. But that's not where change is going to come from. Um, if I can also broaden the blame, I think America is largely to blame. Like, this and go put my foot in my mouth. This is why I don't get, I need media training, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, like, America is largely to blame. blame. We decided that we were going to export, like, this idea of fame and money and capital mm -hmm. capitalism. Um and we did that. We very effectively exported that everywhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I think you can't blame people for caring about the things that they are taught day in and day out to care about. Right. Sure. So there's this great example about how when you go into an incubator, everyone is asking, what's your plan to exit? So you go into creating a startup thinking my goal is exit. Your mm -hmm. goal isn't to grow with the company. Your goal isn't to make sure the company is socially responsible. Your mm -hmm. goal isn't that the company is your baby and you get passionately involved and it would tear your heart to leave. Your goal is to exit. Yeah. That's that's an attitude. That's a systemic attitude. It, it's such a weird thing to me because um, there's a um, boy. It's a Bible scripture. I don't remember it offhand, but it's it says something along the lines of "You can't slave for God and for riches." And just that 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 sort of theory where I've done so many polls like on LinkedIn and Facebook, and I'm asking people, 
hey, what's more important? And everybody says, well, having happiness is more important than the money. Having having happiness is more important than the job. But then we act a total opposite way when it comes down to it. Do you, when you talk about the the systems being changed, when you talk about the individuals, the people who are making change, do you get the sense that that change is going to come from us devaluing, you know, these these things, the the money, the fame, the clicks, all of that, or do you think it will be some sort of way where we're integrating that, where now the money, the fame, the clicks, it really does include, you know, justice and and social togetherness and all the positive things. Yeah, you know, it's a really good question. And, and what I've come to realize is that people don't actually care about money, fame, and clicks. It doesn't make them happier. They think it does. What they really care about is identity. Yep. And we have tied money, fame, and clicks into identity where you feel really happy. Hey, 36 people liked my post. Therefore, I am 36 verified internally. I am 36 <laughs> happy that people care yep. about what I have to say and it makes me happy. And um so that's the in-between, right? It is mm -hmm. the ego, I think. And it's a good thing. Like people should not have, like ego death is a terrifying and horrible thing. And I think mm -hmm. that you know, people should be proud of who they are. And so for me, it's just cutting that thread between money, fame, and, and power. By the way, power is so insidious. Whoever wants, like, look up the definition of power. No one should want that thing. Um, but, but money, fame, and power and like, you know, taking, getting rid of that and instead tying your identity to the mm. impact that you have in the world, that can be equally selfish. It can be like equally like, Hey, look, th these are my accomplishments and I want to brag about them. Right. So I'm not saying people shouldn't care about bragging or their identity. I just want it to be tied to different things. That's all. And I actually think, by the way, this is very prevalent in many other countries than um, like mm. America. I think it's, there are communities in, in Europe even, right? Like, and, 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 you know, an all over sort of this phrase, the global South that I think is complete rubbish, but, um, you know, all over Africa and Asia, right? Like there's sure. a lot of collectivism, South America, Latin America, right? There's a lot of collectivism where a lot of your identity is tied into your community and how well your community is doing and how well your community is performing. A lot it, of expectation yeah. that you're going to take care of your, your family or your aunties and uncles or your just society in general. Um, and there's a lot more of that we rise together attitude than in modern individualism. And so if we can get back to tying people's identities to society at large, um, I think that will really help. So I'm not a specific, I'm not a very religious person. I actually, I, I, I don't like organized religion for many of the harms that it's done, mm -hmm. um, people of color to women, uh, to queer people. Um, but I do think that you can't destroy the church without replacing it with another form of community or, mm -hmm. or just something bigger than, than an individual where and you're ourselves. getting together. Yeah, yeah. You can't. And now we're even losing the office, which I think is great, right? Post pandemic, most, many people don't go into the office. Yeah. Um, so where do people meet, get to know each other, have an identity beyond themselves? That's, yeah. that's part of what interests me, fascinates me. That's where I think the answer is, but. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I, I, I appreciate so much the fact that this is where your brain goes, because um, I'm not able to have this conversation with a lot of people, because um, a lot of what happens is because we have been, I want to call it Americanized, but maybe it's just people in general. We're, we're very we're very tribalistic, you're very polarizing with the way, and, and we all want that acceptance and that validation. So, you know, for me, it's like to be able to have this discussion and, and to ask you questions that you're coming 
and saying, no, hey, there's a better way to look. I, to me, it's just amazing. So thank you so much. Uh, hey, kind Curtis. Of you. Well, thank you. Not kind at all. Not kind at all. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> thanks so much, Curtis. I, I agree. Uh, this is a very good discussion. So let me ask you this. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about this, and, and I really want to take a good amount of time to kind of dive into this because this to me is, um, let me just give my, my short story. I found that for me, um, I was very unhappy. I was very unfulfilled and I was getting stuff like stuff, stuff was, was, was there. And I felt personally, like if I really wanted to, I can do probably anything. And that was great, except I still wasn't happy or fulfilled. And it wasn't until I really started to get a sense of purpose, that that bigger thing, bigger than me sort of thing, that uh, it really changed the direction of like how I live. So I guess for you, I am very curious, what does the next step of your journey look like? Like where where we talked about uh, the winning, what does the winning look like for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I really hope the things that I'm working on succeed for their own sake. Sure. Um, sort of like, so for me, um, I, I don't know how to put this, but I actually don't want it to be tied into who I am as a person because mm -hmm. I don't want the Sentinel or Dweebs Global to be my thing, right? Like I really want it to be everyone's thing and I really want it to have its own face and identity. And one of the challenges that I've struggled with is being very public accidentally and having a huge following again, <laughs> very accidentally. Um, I, I am not a like a chill creator type, um, clearly. Mm -hmm. um, but um, is that, you know, you you sort of also become the face of the thing that you're doing. And if I'm the yeah. most prominent, right? Like, and so for me, I, I really, uh, you know, want to split what looks like, like winning for me personally. Like, I don't really care about that. I, I don't want to say I don't care about it at all. Like I care about, you know, making my friends happy. I, I would love to travel more. I would love to be more financially stable. Like all these things are great. But um, to me, like uh, my, my wins are really focused on like what the Sentinel can accomplish, what Dweebs Global can accomplish. Um, I would be really happy if when I die, uh, I am convinced that the world will at least like break even. Like to me, I think there's a lot more pain and suffering in the world today than happiness. And I would sure. like that to at least break even. I, I would like to feel like that, I guess. And I would consider that a life well lived. Like I would die happy if I could like chill out about that because it brings me no end of stress and sadness that all these things are happening and I don't know if they're improving even, right? Like I don't look at the yeah. world and think, oh, at least the general trajectory is upward and <laughs> all that we handled, it'll be fine, right? Like I did feel like that for a bit is the thing. I don't Ooh, know, like America-centric viewpoint, but it's actually not, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in India growing up and I, coming off that, being in being in, in America and all during the Obama administration, like there, there was a time, a bit of a time when I think I thought, and maybe other people thought that, you know, we were on a general trajectory upward and I chilled out a lot. I, that was a chill, <laughs> chill time. Um, but I'm worried, you know, I'm really worried now. And so that makes me sad. So I would be happy if that, if that were the case. Um, mm -hmm. um, I've actually uh, sadly been near death at various points in my life. And I think that's been like my biggest issue is like, I don't want to leave a world like this. That's mm. sad. Like I don't, I won't be around to see things get better or whatever. Can, can, can I give you another, it's going to come off as a compliment, but I promise you it is not. I want you to keep self-loathing. Don't, don't, don't stop on my behalf, but that is such an awesome way of looking at the world. It's, it's to me, this is what 
uh, as human beings, we kind of lack a sense of connectivity. Like the stuff that we do actually impacts and counts with the rest of the world. So I'd love so much that you feel a personal, a personal connection with what happens to everything outside of you. Now, it could be a total egomaniac thing. It could be, hey, I have I have something to offer that everyone's going to get something from, but so did Jesus. So, I think it doesn't it doesn't stop it from being a good thing because of the fact that you 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 are the face or something like that. I I can almost I can almost hear oh, in your okay. voice though. I don't like this. No, I don't like yeah. where this is going. <laughs> no, no, but you know what? I can hear in your voice your your feeling of wanting to like shrink away from it, like and not be the face. But um, they say to whom much is given, much is expected. So maybe oh, that's uh, maybe that's it. Oh, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll leave that alone. <laughs> no, I, I was gonna ask. Like, did Megan and Chris put you up to this? Chris Jones is our awesome. He's our CTO. Um, but he and Megan, I keep trying to be like, you need to be out there talking yeah. about the org than me let's tie the org to you guys and they're always like you need to go out so that's it i'm convinced they put you up to this um we actually are full of an, an org full of people who don't want credit for things and yeah. keep like avoiding doing things um i am only on linkedin <laughs> by the way, to promote the org because i keep getting forced to but like i find it the easiest thing in the world to stop like i could just be tomorrow be like i'm not going to check LinkedIn anymore i would be fine this is also mm -hmm. why i said i'm a bad influencer like i don't i'm not addicted to it i don't like it i would rather stop but you know, it's on my task list of things to do at work today is like write something, try to like do all this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I do not like the attention. I'm a huge introvert. I think one of my personal mm -hmm. nightmares is that someday I'd be famous enough to like, you know, those you walk on the street if you're famous enough, people like point at you and take photos. Ugh. That is my personal nightmare. So I am yeah. not uh, like even on a personal level, on personal preferences, this is not my my forte. So but, okay, let me ask you this then. Let's say uh, Dweebs and DG Sentinel are just, they're done, or you pass them on to someone who's super capable and you're super happy with the direction that's going, you leave it alone. What do you do next? You know, I actually have on a very personal, like selfish level, if I, if I decided at that point, hey, the world is fine, I've done my good deeds and I want to do something for myself, I really want to come back and work for the DG Sentinel as like an editor instead of leading it. That um, is the lamest answer. No, you cannot come back and work for your own non-for-profit. No, 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 but I, I want to be an editor. Cause like, see, that's that's what I, I really love writing and I love writing things. And uh, we have a great really, writer. really great lead editors and I want to work for them. And I want them to give me my little head pats and be like, Ishri, you did a great job. I love this piece. I love the work you did. Like that would be my dream job, but I'm serious. Cause this is where I thrive. I would thrive as someone's like, chief of staff or something where I can report to someone because I actually love head pats. Like, I don't know what it's called, but like, you know, where people are like, you did a good job today. Com commendation. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, I, yeah, I, but not like, like not compliments, literally just like, Hey, look, you got through that task list and that was good of you. Um, and I, I like that. So that's oh, what I would do. I, I'm so with you there. Um, okay. So if you had to do something that wasn't your own baby, <laughs> what, what 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 would be your your next thing? What yeah. would you? Spend yeah, no, I mean, no, I meant it kind of like when it was someone else's baby, and I could just like de-stress and do my little thing. But I mean, I think more broadly. I know, like, but I'm going to hold I, your feet to the fire on this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. No, but yeah, no, more broadly. I mean, I don't, I don't know because I haven't thought about it. Like, I feel like I don't think that far in advance. Um, sure. I'm, I'm clearly not great at planning my life out. Like, yes. <laughs> I want to start in physics and then do, I actually was in music for a while. I had a song on the radio. It's like this. Okay. Oh, nice. My, my life. Lord, does not, wow. Um, 
I love writing. Honestly, I love writing. I You're love art. Such a good writer. I, I, oh, thank I, you. It's so sweet. Yeah, like I, no, I, I, I would do full time writing with like a, a strong side dash hobby of art and music, and just you know do that, but not for money, and then maybe write for money. That that'd be fun. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and hit the brakes on that one because I do not want to make you any less com any uh, more uncomfortable with, oh, no, with no, having you're, you're to talk fine. about this. Um, oh man. So if we're fine. What was your song? Oh, oh uh, gosh. It was called something nice. I, this was pre like YouTube and all. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, oh gosh, I would have been really mm -hmm. young. Um, I wanted, I was, I'm still, am a pianist. I've played for like, 20 some years now so um yeah. i used to be a class like very classically trained pianist performed a lot of classical stuff and then you wrote like literally a lived like six lives worth of stuff <laughs> there's a reason for that that i'm actually not ready to talk about someday when i am i'm gonna hit you up and then i'll be like let me right? like into that um but i yeah but i mean i think i touched on it a little bit i've been near death a lot and then i just kind of like felt like i just speed up my life so you know um but no yeah i yeah so it was it was yeah it, wait wait but you had a song on a radio do you you remember the words uh it wasn't so it, it was musical it was musical. oh okay oh darn yeah. i was hoping oh i was yeah. hoping because no, you because you know i was gonna ask you to sing it right yeah yeah, yeah. no no, no, it wasn't, yeah. no it was musical um my um you know, I, I thought about doing that for a while when I graduated young. I, I Part of the reason I'd wanted to graduate young at the time was because I knew you had to be very young to get into the music industry, but I yeah. wanted a degree yeah. first. Um, but then, you know, I. What, 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 what drives you? What, what, what is it that wakes you up in the morning and says, go left versus right? What, 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 what thing? My dog wakes me up in the morning. Um, that is what wakes me up in the morning. Otherwise I would still be in bed. I, today, I guess it was, I needed to actually shower and get dressed because I had sure. this. Um, really, I am not a very complex, I think, I feel like people think I'm a lot more put together than I am. I'm so not put together. Um, so. do, do, you, do you realize like how much more spectacular that makes this though? Because, um, I know a lot of uh, people who like they're content creators and that sort of thing. And everyone feels like if I write the most prolific thing, if I get enough eyes, if, if I say the thing that's so shocking, then people will pay attention to me and then I'm validated and blah, blah, blah. But in all reality, you have a huge following and it's because you're literally just doing you. I think yeah. that is fantastic. Like that is kind of the formula. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, uh, don't piss off the the creators because, like, I have nicely pissed off LinkedIn, and that would be uh, why I am under a very intense shadow ban right now. <laughs> can, can 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 you talk a little bit about that? Like, are are you okay? I know that like when there's a legal case, sometimes people can't talk oh, no, about no, no, it. Can you talk about your LinkedIn? Yeah, no, I, I'm I, happy. I know. I, yeah. So, you know what? There's a lot of creators who talk about this. And I think I you know huge kudos to the folks who wrote. There's an article that was out in Forbes about Black LinkedIn lately. Um, I know Lisa yep. Hurley was on it. She talks yep. a lot about this. She's great. Yep. Um, Sharon Hurley Hall talks a lot about this. too. Yep. She's great. Madison Butler talks. So many yep. people talk. I, I am not shouting out even half the people I should. And I am oh. sorry. But um, but there was also an article in the New York Times about Black LinkedIn and, um, you know, and I'm, I'm not Black, so I don't want to, like, speak on their behalf, but I definitely mm -hmm. feel, obviously, that they've been discriminated against a mm -hmm. lot. Um, um, 
but you know, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I think one of the big problems with LinkedIn is a lot of it is unintentional. And then a lot of it is intentional. And like sure. a lot of the unintentional part is that they want their out, their algorithms prioritize people who are non-controversial. So mm-hmm. Richard Vanderblom did an algorithm report at the end of 2022. And one of the key results that he found was that um, accounts on LinkedIn are heavily blocked or you, you lose a lot in the algorithm if your account is reported, regardless of the result of that report. So oh, I have had a lot of white men report me um saying things like you know you're racist and sexist to white men you hate men you're a man man hater all this right and people will report it i will win right like it will get unblocked the comment will get unblocked it wasn't actually bullying all this but the fact that they reported me docs my account so i think part of it is like I don't want to say unintentional because they've had enough knowledge for enough years. They should have fixed this. A part of it is naturally the algorithm. And then I think another part is obviously they don't necessarily want a ton of creators on their platform. Um, <laughs> um, hey, yeah, I've <laughs> no, actually thought of this. Like uh, more people need to do this because like, I feel like a lot of people in society today, especially in America, rely on black people to fight for rights for everybody and then don't fight mm-hmm. for rights for black people. So I have a huge problem with people who are... Um, other people of color, I'll call out my own people, right? Like Asians, we'll talk a lot about Asian violence and then we'll be like, we're just not going to talk about black people. Or they'll be like, we have suffered equally. And I'm like, y'all weren't slaves. What are you talking about? So um, I have strong opinions, but, but anyway, uh, good, 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 good point. Look, one of the things that I, I've come to recognize is that you are, so so you're a great communicator. Um, when, when I listen to you talk, when I read your writing, I, I feel so inspired. I feel pumped up. Like sometimes if I read your stuff in the morning, I'm like ready. I like I'm waking up like yes, yes. Let's go out here and solve all the problems of the world because you know that's that's what I just read. When that is your book means coming? So much. Like I don't I don't even know how to tell you how much it means. That means like like I'm literally shaking. That means so much to me because like I I've had this huge crisis of faith lately. We're like, why am I doing this? Like like yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to just bury my head. So that means a lot. Thank you. Um, well, you're definitely welcome. Uh, again, just true stuff. Just true stuff. It, it's, it's literally the reason why I reached out to you that first time, because it's like, oh my God, somebody who's unapologetically say, like not even being mean, but unapologetically saying, I'm going to call out what's true. And to me, those are heroes and warriors. Like that's, that's what Superman does, you know? Um, so in, in my mind, real life people have to be promoted and protected and and really you know the stuff that we're talking about has to be elevated so i think that is super awesome i i i really just appreciate the work um one of the things i recognize is that it's really tough for people to in our environment now because we're so polarized and everyone well you know if you're black you can't talk about this if you're white you can but one of the things that i recognize is that there's a little bit of a uh, of a little bit of halo effect and deifying that we do to people who aren't controversial and a little bit of vilifying to people who are so yeah so i'm like look if, if i i um <laughs> i just posted the other day about what i am fairly certain is a pretty racist event that happened in my life at a chase bank and I'm not mad at Chase Bank or the guy who who did it or anything, because one of the things is that we have to kind of realize is, dude, you got to relax a little bit. You got to understand that people, if they start off with a bias, then the only thing that we have as an option now is to work from where we are, not to continuously punish 
someone who started off with the wrong idea. I'm pretty sure I felt that's like they great. thought I was going to. Well, that's really well, that's well, like a lot. I, I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm maybe not as patient anymore, but that's so, that's, that's gracious. That's really, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, come on, we've been like, you could know better by true. now. Well, so, so I think it's different if you get like a Trayvon Martin shooting or, or George Floyd, you know, murder, like those things aren't, aren't, oh man, they just, you know, somebody made a mistake. Like that's a little bit different, but I walked into a bank and, and like several people kind of approached me. I had on like a hoodie. I love hoodies. I had on like a hoodie and, and it had my cat's fur all on it. And they maybe thought I was going to rob the place. I don't know. That's so bad. But, I, that's so, it's horrible. But, <laughs> but those assumptions I can deal with, you know, like there's no physical violence, things like that, which aren't aren't on the same page that's the but bar is so low though kelly like that's it such is. a low bar like at least don't shoot me thank you like right. uh, by the way, so before, okay so i before 2020 i was in criminal justice where i've been for a while i really passionately mm -hmm. care about criminal justice reform right like i didn't even think of it as like so since then a lot of people are like why do you care you're not black i'm like well this is a, this is like our biggest issue right now in america is this is how can everybody not be talking about it so in 2020 i talked to a lot of people about this without calling any names out and i was telling people before 2020 i was like this is really horrible and we need to talk about it and everybody was like oh you know i don't care why are you bringing this up it doesn't matter it's not sure, important sure. like you can't hate on cops you know i was i was i was a very strong cop hater before this was Again, I need media training. Okay, I'm sorry, but yes, yes. I did. I I just didn't. You know, I, I had issues with the police and institutionalized yeah. uh, injustice system in America. Mm -hmm. And I would say these things, and people would be like, "How dare you say such things? You don't appreciate our heroes. You get it, all this." 2020 hit. George Floyd protests hit. All these people put black squares. All of them. All of them. Bar none. We're like, oh, we've always we care about. I'm like, you don't. You don't know. You don't. And this yeah. is the problem. R is on the floor. And by the way, now it's 2023 and nobody cares. All nobody over cares again. anymore. Yep. The same people put like these little videos. Look at this cop loving this little kid and look at this amazing. And I just, I, I don't watch cop shows. Like I've never watched, uh, what is the, uh, the one with, I think we um, you know, the, 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 the humorous one, Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something, right? Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? Like, so I, I don't even watch those shows because it was always hard for me to watch where I was like, why are we pretending the NYPD isn't, Sure, sure. I'm gonna stop now, there. And get a literal you, target on my back, but yes, please don't get a literal, literal <laughs> target. I, I will say but, this: oh I, I I appreciate the the fact your willingness to speak up, though. Now that moves me into because uh, it's getting close to close. I when is the book coming out? The book. Yes. Uh, oh, I, uh, uh -huh. you mean like a book that's relevant to my life? Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, maybe next year or something. I, I write fiction, which I love writing. So oh, my, okay. I have the co, my co-authors and I, uh, it's Shalane from Jenny. We, we write, we write books about fiction, YA, uh, kids on cons and things like that. And I love writing that stuff. And I greatly enjoy writing those types of books. I am aware oh. at some point I should write something that will help promote the org and we'll talk about some of the work we're doing and all that. Sure. And I am excited to do that at some point, but I uh, actually don't even read nonfiction. See, I like, I'm a totally broken, messed up person, but um, I love reading. I read like a ton of books a year sure. um, and they're all fiction. So I, I only like nonfiction. nonfiction if I'm sent like, uh, you know, Sarah Rao graciously sent me white women, which I read, like, I, I read those, like, I read nonfiction when I'm sent it, or if I skim it, if I'm not, and I need to like, yeah. mean something, but 
I am a fiction girl all the way. That is crazy. I, I'm the exact opposite. I have such a heart. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love some fiction. Probably like iRobot, maybe one of my favorite books ever. And it's like, yeah, no, thank you. You give me a manual about something. Oh, man, you give me some instructions and I am just in it. I'm just, oh, this is a page. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's, that's my nerdiness. <laughs> that is really cool. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I struggle with like actually reading and not skimming nonfiction just to like glean what I need to know, but feels like school. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hey, Tara, good to see you. I'm glad you're here. Um, hey, and just a real quick uh, shout out. Thank you, everyone who's uh, who's come in, who's commented. Uh, we don't get to see all of the um, all of the guests, all of the people who showed up. So if you if if you want, uh, please, guys, go ahead and just type in your name and where you're from, because some of these just come up for us as like LinkedIn user or Facebook user. I, I would love to see everyone. So and, and thank you again for showing up. Now, yeah, thank you. I, I actually also don't know who's who's here yeah. at all, except for like the few people who commented. So, but thank you. Yep. Yeah, very, very. <laughs> um, I, I have to say, it it has been even more of a pleasure talking to you than I thought um, than I thought it would be because I'm 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 genuinely impressed by like your I guess it's altruism or or guilt or whatever you're calling it. I, I'm truly impressed by it, and I'm truly impressed by whatever is fueling you. Like you say, it's not complex and it's super simple, but oh my goodness, as somebody who works as a coach, I'm seeing it on a daily basis. People who are not putting it together. It's, oh my God, um, Megan is here. I saw the comment. I can't do this. I'm out. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh you know what God. this means, right? That's, that's the person I was talking about who like started this organization. Yeah, she. Yeah, go follow her. She started this organ, the DG Sentinel with me. She's super awesome. She's like the best uh, leader, <laughs> way better than I am. You should have her on the show. Um, yeah. Megan, I will be reaching out. Thank you so much for that. <laughs> um, hold on. Naomi is in from Seattle. Naomi, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that this is only the, the, that this isn't the last time we get a chance to kind of go through some of this stuff because again, my, my feeling is that my job is to really uh, promote, elevate, and, and really give space for people who are um, doing good work. So we don't have to agree on our politics or, or and I, I know we had a discussion before about what does the end look like? And you're like, oh, you know, I don't really look at it like that. I, I, I love the difference in perspective. I think it gets all of us talking. I think it gets all of us thinking. And to me, this is such a beautiful thing. So I, I am so glad to have you on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, thank yeah, you. Thanks That's so, so much, Naomi. I love what you're doing that you're, because I think you're part of like what will change things if you keep talking about and featuring people who, sure. who are doing similar things and, and care about these things. That's how you slowly change cultures. Like, hey, you want to be on this cool show and like uh, learn that you need media training and therapy? You should do good <laughs> in the world instead of hurting money. Um, and people might want to do that. So that's awesome. What you're doing is awesome. Well, look, I 100% I, I appreciate this because uh, what it's taught me is that um, I should ask you about media training before before I start just diving into your 
dive into all your feelings. Yeah, um, you know. Um, look, we're trying to keep yeah. that target off your back. Like you already got the LinkedIn target. We yeah, no, thank you for adding to my problems. Um, we have a really great director of PR, actually. I just I have I haven't asked her yet um what I should be talking about, but next time I will. Her name's Lalant, by the way, Lalant Rum, she's great too. I have not shouted out even half the number of people I should, but I'm very grateful for everyone on the team. They're great. Well, well, look, if you want to take a moment, you can definitely shout out anyone you want to. Um, I want to make sure that you have at least a minute or two to really just kind of dive in, leave our our our, our viewers with uh, whatever message that you want to leave. Oh, and, and obviously, you're doing some really good work. Let people know how they can support what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, you know, I I am definitely not going to ah, uh, that's you know, that that is so true though. I would be less worried if everyone were more honest. So yeah, you know, right. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, but um yeah, so you know, I I'm I it's hard to shout out everyone at the org. We have over I think 75 volunteers mm -hmm. now around the world mm -hmm. who are helping us do what we do from you know senior edit editorial staff all the way down. Um, but I'm just so so grateful for everybody who's been involved in it. It's just been you know, absolutely incredible. And I have so much fun working. Like I took two weeks um, or not a week sort of off with my family. Um, and I, I worked, but I didn't work as much as I wanted to. And I actually really missed work. I wanted to come back and like yeah. do more of what I do. That is so beautiful. Yeah. That I work with. Um, and I, I really hope that everybody can find that team to work with in the future. And I kind of call it my superhero team. And one of the big things about the DG Sentinel is helping everyone in the future find their superhero team, start their own initiatives they care about in their own communities that impact the issues that they care about and connect with other people who can help them start it and can help them succeed, whether it's a nonprofit or a social enterprise. Um, they, I want to help other people do what I've been so lucky to get to do because I am super happy now, especially compared to where I was before. Yeah. And a lot of that is because I found this team to do it, so I don't feel like I'm doing it alone. I don't feel like I'm the only person out there who looks at the world this way. Like yeah. I can point to 75 other people who do. And so I think that's really wonderful. I want that for everyone. I want everybody to find find those people. And so, you know, I, I think that's that's a big part of what drives me. And I, was, I always watched the Avengers growing up and things and like, yeah, I always wanted that. And it's cool to have that. And I want everybody to have that. So um, yeah, anyway, that's a little bit more about, about the Sentinel. We do launch in February in terms of what to do. If you go to dgsentinel.org, you can sign up for the newsletters. We'll keep you posted. And then soon there will be ways to just subscribe and sign up to the site and log in and play around um, there and read the amazing, amazing stories that we're putting out. Um, our lead mental health editor, Emily Blake, just incredible incredible person as well, active on LinkedIn too. Um, she sent me this wonderful story about mental health that was just so, so touching. And I can't wait to put it out there. Um, some great work coming from our lifestyle and relationship and and uh, and fiction teams as well. Um, shout out to Daphne Casriel, who's our deputy managing editor there. But um, just incredible work. And so I'm, I'm excited to share it. I'm excited for people to use the platform to achieve your goals you know we're a nonprofit, so we all win together there isn't like mm -hmm. you're taking away my business share or anything um and yeah i maybe next time i'll actually prepare a succinct 20 second <laughs> version but naomi uh naomi this is the real conversation version so 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 great to be able to share a little bit more thank you for letting me Hey, I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, I, I wish we were all in person so we can give you a round of applause, but I guarantee you all these comments, even the ones that I didn't flash up, people love you and they love what you're doing. Thank you so much. Um, oh, thank you.
I will be in touch and just and but for now we're going to go ahead and end it because we are about one minute away from time so you stay on for a moment and i'm going to go ahead and end our show thank you so much this has been amazing You're great host. Right. see you everyone <laughs>